Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Yesterworld podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Quinn. Uh, hello. I feel like I say this uh, every week, probably because I do. Um, but we're back after, uh, I don't know what, it's been two weeks, I think, since our last episode. Um, and it's been like close to a month since we actually did one about theme park uh, stuff since our last episode was about Toy Story 4. Uh, but today we're going to talk about, uh, well, probably what people want to hear us talk about, which is the Jurassic World ride uh, that just opened at Universal Hollywood. Um, we both have some thoughts on it. I think we've talked about. I think we talked about it when they first announced it yeah. a while back, didn't we? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Just kind of when there were some construction updates and people you know, were able to see a little bit of the the tank that they built or not that you know not it's not an actual tank but you know that whole structure but yeah yeah um yeah um just yesterday uh the newest episode came out so we're not we're not really gonna dive into it uh, it was on buzz light your space ranger spin usually we like to have like a i don't know four or five days between the episode coming out and actually talking about it to give people a chance to watch it uh, and also you know there wasn't much information that didn't go into the video so if you want to hear about that just just watch the video uh, today we're just going to be completely talking about Jurassic World The Ride, which I'll say up front, um, I kind of actually really liked it. I was kind of opposed to them ripping out Jurassic Park The Ride um, when it was first announced, but mm. honestly, I I, I, I thought it was, I, I liked it, to be honest. Uh, I know you'd feel I think it's fine. I mean, I think it's fine. I, I mean, my my gripes are more nitpicks and... Of course, I'm coming from the perspective of being just, you know, like a diehard fan of the original Jurassic Park. And um, so there's little things. But I guess for this one, it might be easier to just start from the the very, you know, to go through the ride rather than uh, than jump around. Because so, you know, you go off the up the lift hill and in the original. And this is, I guess, more of my problem with it. You just have this really great sensation that they're building to something really incredible and you know you go through that little corridor and you hear the you know the piece of john williams amazing amazing score you know that it's like this okay. really great build-up in my opinion and then you know, the doors open it's welcome to jurassic park and then the music swells and it's that amazing theme and you have all these dinosaurs all around you and you know the brachiosauruses are all you know tall and it's just an amazing scene and with this one it just to me felt or feels like almost anticlimactic or not anticlimactic what's the word for it just i don't know there's not that sense because the first thing you do is you go through you know that it's, it is well designed. It's instant, it's instant action. Like you're thrown directly into it. I mean, yeah. Like I like, I do like the little wall that says when dinosaurs ruled the earth, and it has the skeleton of. I'm gonna butcher all these dinosaurs' names, just FYI. But whatever the whale, uh, I, what's it called? Uh, their name for it. People are gonna know it. I. Uh, I, I was raised remember. off the original, so that's where like the new one. I, I don't. I mean, I, I the one the it. one that eats the babysitter in Jurassic World for people listening. Um, Mosasaurus. Like I know next. Mosasaurus is what it's okay. called. So I like the skeleton. I think that's cool. And I actually I don't like hate the screen portion. I think it's pretty well done for 
what it is. I like the water effects. I really like that. I, I yeah, yeah, that's really cool. You should probably, you should probably say what that is. Um, what like the, what the water effect is? What we're talking about? Because we're kind of explaining what. I'll let you what, do that because I've already rambled on too much about this part. Well, it just opens and use, and I actually, I actually really like the. I only have like one nitpick with the screen portion of the ride, uh, but you know, you enter and you just kind of see a, a shark, um, you know, just kind of hanging out, and then the mosasaurus comes up and just eats it, and then smashes against the glass. And I don't know, from what I can see, it actually looks pretty realistic. Where like, yeah. when it cracks the glass, water like sprays onto the guests. And to me, like just watching, obviously I haven't ridden it. It really does look like. I don't know, just really, most, I, I usually don't, like, water effects sometimes are just kind of annoying, where, like, right. you see water, and then they just, like, you know, take a water gun and spray it in your face, and it's annoying, and does not add anything to the ride, um, but from what I could see, I thought that was kind of clever, um, my only gripe with, like, the, the Jurassic World screen portion of the ride is just, since it's outdoors and indoors, if you ride the ride at night, it still shows all the screen portions as if it's, like, super sunny outside, so then you right. can see outside, yet inside it the screen show it sunny. Like they should have done something where like had a different uh, you know video at night. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do or they are just working on one because that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing to neglect. Where I almost I just have a hard time. I mean, again, we they did do uh, Fast and the Furious, so I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little skeptical with their screen. Uh, uh, creativity behind the scenes or whoever's ordering you know how the scenes go but I feel like it's almost too big of a glaring flaw to them not be aware of it or them not working on it or maybe it's just a harder illusion to pull off my thing is not as even as much of that it's the fact that and maybe they could say the tank was built above ground level but to me it's kind of weird that while you're in that tank or in the you know hallway with the tanks on either side that you can see in front of you the whole time, the waterfall. And so it's like, well, are we, I guess we're not underwater then. I mean, unless that's maybe what they're going for, that the tank was built above ground level. If, I, you know what I mean? I Cause mean, you're in a boat, you're on the water. So then it's like, there's water on either side of you really high up. Somebody that's might I mean. explain yeah. it, but I have a feeling it's more just like we were talking about. They kept, the same general layout for the ride and you can't really make a Jurassic world ride without implementing that, uh, that Mosasaurus or whatever. Cause that was like right. a centerpiece of the, both of the Jurassic world movies. And I mean, how else do you, how else do you really do that where you're, cause in the, in the movie, it's like out in like a huge body of water. You right. remember in the movie, like they're, yeah, that's what I know. Jurassic world. I don't know if you, did you see the second one? It, yeah. In the first movie, the Mosasaurus is like in the middle of like this arena body of water, you know, where they're all like watching right. it. And then in the second one, he's just like out in the ocean. Like, I don't, I don't know. That annoyed me. I feel like I could be wrong because I've only seen them both once and that was enough for me personally. Although I actually did, I enjoyed the first one for what it was overall. The second one's just more of a so bad it's good um, movie. But I feel like they addressed it. I thought maybe it escaped or something. I don't know. I thought there was something at the end of the first one that explains that or it 
burst a hole through the wall or something. I could be totally well, wrong, I, but I thought they I'll, did. Oh, I, I derailed us. Uh, but anyways, I, I just, I don't know, because I feel like they had to include that. And with the track lad, I don't... I don't really know where they'd be able to do it where it would make sense where you're yeah. going from that body of water out to, like, I mean, to be fair, I mean, that's just kind of the issue in general with that ride is, like, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World aren't, like, they're not, the, the layout is not the same at all. So, like, right. if you're not doing a ride from scratch, you kind of just have to do, like, a set piece ride, which is what this is, which I think is your biggest issue with it is it doesn't really, like, follow a, like, a... Right. a well-done narrative like Jurassic Park did because that ride was built around the concept from the beginning versus this one they're just applying a completely different park to the same yeah, ride layout like, add a little bit of here a little bit of Jurassic World there you know you can tell that this wasn't you know if they were building a Jurassic World ride from scratch which they very well they very well might do with the fourth gate third gate I always forget which one whatever um well, in Florida aren't they doing univer- Aren't they doing a roller coaster at Islands of Adventure right now? They are, but I'm I'm if they do because you know the uh, Fantastic or what's the Fantastic Worlds? Mm-hmm. I think that's what the is called. If they did a Jurassic World area, which I could see them doing, and they, you know, built it from scratch, it would probably work. But with this one, you can tell they're just trying to find ways to put Jurassic World into the attraction. And I get it because they obviously they're not going to spend the money to redo it from scratch and then people like me would be upset that they you know got took even a more away from the original but like my biggest problem and this again it's just from me loving the movie and loving the narrative of the original ride is that again in the original you know the music's kind of you know building up to this moment the doors open and you just have all these things that you're seeing that are you know physical animatronics and some are you know the brachiosauruses are you know sky high and it's just this really great sense of wonder and the music swells and it's that amazing score but because that's interrupted with the mosasaurus part and that's i guess i was getting confused because that's where that tank screen ride portion is that is where that entire section is and the end of the tank section is like the end of my favorite part of the ride so that's where it's just a thing personally for me where it bothers me because like that was my favorite part was that opening scene and with all the fog and the animatronics but that's exactly what and i think it's a weird kind of representation of my problem with a lot of attractions going forward is how screens are replacing and i understand for a lot of situations you know rides like forbidden journey do it amazingly in green gots where they blend physical uh elements with screens but in this case like the screen portion literally replaced in my opinion what was like to me the the better best part and it's subjective of course and then so when you exit the mosasaurus it just kind of feels flat because you're entering what was like the follow-up portion to that swelling of the music and the music and this is what i find weird it's almost like it reminds me of like a marching band cover of it for some reason the score is just so much more subdued for Jurassic World. And again, we're basing all this off watching a POV. could be completely different in person. So I make that clear. But to me, even the music is just, I don't know, it doesn't have that like same John Williams touch on it. It almost feels like they hired some random, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's Michael Giacchino. I forget who did it for Jurassic World. I think it was Michael Giacchino. But either way, it just doesn't seem to have the same kind of bombastic like 
you know, sense of wonder that the original version of the score did. It's just more subdued. I don't know how else to explain it. And there's, you know, they got rid of all the animatronics and, and I mean, it maybe it's not needed an, an update. You know? Maybe it's not an excuse, but I, I guess I just with I, I'll you know I'll say this like with Universal Hollywood, I feel like it's a better fit there, a much better fit in Hollywood yeah. than it would be in Orlando because I don't know Hollywood is more just about like fun experiences around the park because they don't really have a ton of room. Right. I mean, like you look at the Mummy. I mean. The Mummy at Hollywood is just a really quick, fun coaster that yeah. is not all that immersive, really, versus right. the one in Orlando is, like, one of the best rides, you know, ever, <clears throat> right. um, I think. It's probably my favorite coaster ever. Um, but I do like the one in Hollywood, too, like, for what it is. And I feel like Hollywood is... I think we might have said, said this in the past, like, a few months back, but I don't know. Like, if you want to get... Like, Hollywood's market, Universal Hollywood, is just kind of getting L.A. visitors to stop by, you know? So you see, oh, cool, they have a new Jurassic World ride. I'll check that out. Versus Orlando, you're kind of, like, going for the whole experience. Um, Yeah. So I I think it's, I I don't know. I just think if they were going to do it, it's a good fit. And I've also said this because I've been to Universal Hollywood, like, I don't know, multiple times over the past couple years. Uh, the, The ride, and I know you were just about to say that, that it was in need of a reefer, but... Right. Man, that ride was in really bad shape, and they must have been planning this for a while because it was in such sorry shape. It was like, how are you not giving this a refurb? Like the the T Rex rarely worked at all, and I mean that's a big problem because it's like the main set piece of the yeah. entire ride. Uh, and that the the car, the the Jeep that yeah. falls down the wall, that never worked either. So they clearly just didn't care and were letting it fall apart because yeah. they knew they were going to do this. Well, that's like I said on I think on Twitter I mentioned it that. Yeah, I 100% agree that it needed an update. And even if they changed a few things, I would have been fine with it. I I understand why they did it with Jurassic World. It's a no-brainer. I know they're probably going to make another 10 of them. So I get it. Um, For me, it just, I I don't know. I guess I would have rather seen them do a a nice, I know they wouldn't have, but like a nice update of what was there, but just like update the animatronics. Yeah. I guess we can go to the next portion, which it kind of continues my problem with it, where you get to the raptor pit, which I guess, um, uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, so you get to the raptor pit, and that's more or less the same, right? Well, and there then, is like the the brief section with the the I don't did we touch on that? I mean, there there are a few like herbivore animatronics you pass by, but it's like a really but those are left over from the original. Well, yeah, but we should at least say they're they're still there. Yeah. Um, and but that's not, what and I mean. Which that was initially like the, I don't know, you, not the post, but you know that was like the after you've seen all these amazing, you know, dinosaurs. That was kind of like the finale of that section. Mm-hmm. So that's why it feels kind of weird to me because it, it is kind of like wait, that's it, you know. But it was meant to be like the follow up to what you had just seen. Um, I'm glad they've kind of they fixed because it was just hit or miss the one that pops out of the water, even though it kind of is a lot slower than it used to be i just think i think they could have fit a lot more dinosaurs in that little that little area because there's only what like three four i think it's three and that's and like i said that's how it's always been because you had the previous section that overwhelmed you with like oh this you know these larger than life creatures that are hovering over my vehicle and you don't really have that in this time around and then you go to the um you know the raptor 
pit, and that's another thing where the Raptor stuff is more or less they left alone. But, you know, now, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the pterodactyls, you know, that are all bloodied and torn up. But, again, there's nothing moving. There's no – it's very lifeless. You know, there's – before well, we had, you know. I mean, usually uh, you don't move after you're dead all that much. Well, you know what I mean. Like before – because you were saying how Orlando's version and Hollywood's are different, but they both have some sort of animatronic or something that's moving. But to me, I was like, oh, that's probably an easy fix they made in the boardroom. Like, we don't want to have any animatronics here. We're trying to save money. What doesn't move? Well, dead animals don't move. Dead dinosaurs I, don't move. Put I, that there. I agree. They do look. They do look kind of like the. Just to, I don't know, <clears throat> give a little more in depth explanation. Like, there's a little scene where there's a bunch of like pterodactyls, like just hanging over coolers, and there's blood everywhere. That's what I was gonna. I, I actually kind of like that because it that it's kind. It, I mean, it actually is more graphic than I would think they would have went. But I do agree. Like they, they just. I don't know. They look. They look like they weren't made. To be yeah. dead pterodactyls, they look like they just took like random pterodactyl props they had and just kind of threw them there. You know what I mean? Like they're they're stiff. They're not like hanging down. Like I don't know. And to me, it doesn't even make sense because it's not like we. And again, I could be missing something from the movie. I'll admit that. But we didn't go because in Jurassic World to have that uh, maus- not mausoleum, whatever those are called, where they have birds. Um, you know, they're in that giant. Oh, sphere. the aviary. Yeah, yeah the aviary. Um, we didn't go through an aviary, aviary, so how did the Indominus Rex or the raptors or whichever they're trying to allude to that killed him, how did they get to him? Did the birds fly down and then were mauled? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I see what you mean, but I mean, that's not something I would personally pick problem, apart because you know. this ride doesn't, it, it, I mean, it's, it has like a very loose narrative, but. But that's the pro. That's this whole ride is just a set piece ride. Like I said, like it's like here's this, here's this, here's this. Because nothing's. It's not. Someone put on Twitter a response that was similar. Where forget now, of course, what they said, but how the ride doesn't. Excuse me. I did a lot of VO today, so my voice is kind of in and out. Um, There's really no narrative flow. There's no like story anymore. I mean, there is and there isn't. But to me, there isn't. Um, in the end, which we'll get to, there's more of one, but the, most of the portion of the ride, it's just, it just, all right, let's put that there, you know, again, because they're working with a ride that's already been built and they don't want to sink that much money into it. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to tone down the blood in that scene. Well, I could like just a, see like people going like moms or whatever, going and complaining because they're <laughs> Their kids see the mauled dinosaurs two feet away from the... It's not very subtle either. But to be fair, Jurassic Park the Ride has uh, two dinosaurs fighting over a bloody t-shirt, um, which is right. a little more disturbing, I would think, than a than a dead pterodactyl. Yeah, but I do like the, you know, the claw marks. I thought that's actually a pretty cool little touch. Makes it feel more real. Um, and then after that, you get to more screens although obviously it's a different sort of screen it's not like a you know it's completely different but this is where this is like the part where i was like it's kind of odd that you know and again it needed up okay so in the original version you get past this part and um you know the in hollywood's version it was the vehicle from the first jurassic park would you know kind of wobble on the top of the um building and then crash right beside you and splash on you that's been broken forever 
And then uh, Orlando's version is a crate, I believe. I'm not sure if that's working at the moment, but instead they didn't replace it with anything like other than just showing the, you know, Adonimus Rex is broken free, but there's no, you know, there's no movement again, aside from the screens. Uh, you just mean like right before you enter like the, the ramp. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm, it's hard to, to I mean, they replaced the... that at least like where that was with like the, like the bent bars where the Indominus escaped. Right. Right. Or maybe I'm getting it confused because this is where it'd be helpful to have like a direct side by side, but wherever, well, either way, there's nothing that in my, that was replaced, that replaced something falling from the, you know, above into the water. Again, something that has movement, something that catches your eye. Instead it's screens. And then you go to the right and there's the bars that have been broken. And is that where that was? See, that's where I was thinking that was, but maybe not. I was thinking that Jeep was right where those bars are. That's what I think, but then now I'm getting confused because I wonder if they just extend. Because if you look at them side by side, I think they may. I think they might have, and someone can correct us on this. I think they might have actually inst- extended the entrance a bit um, over than what it was. But either way, there's nothing. There's no car, no nothing that kind of falls down. And then, of course, in the original version, we also had the Dilophosaurus pop out and squirt at you. And we get that in the end. But again, this whole section is just so lifeless. And that's one of my biggest things, my issue with it in general. Um, and then, of course, we get to the, the actual. Uh, well, well let's, let's walk them through the rest of the ride through. And then we can actually talk about the ride in general. So we're kind of yeah. just jumping. So you get to the lift hill, right? Isn't that I mean, that's the next. Yeah. I mean, you just pass by a couple screens that kind of explain like what dinosaurs you're dealing with. Um, cause that's where you're talking. They extended the, like, yeah, they must've because that, there's not even like a, they must've extended like the, the like roofed area a little bit there. Um, yeah, I, I will say it's, it's hard to do. I mean, it, I, it, uh, bleh, can't talk. Um, it's hard to do a side by side perfectly because someone was saying in a comment section that. Or I think one of the videos posters that Jurassic World is a lot shorter or it's slower. So it's really hard for point of view videos to get it exact because, you know, unless you're making it obvious that you're slowing down or speeding up the footage. Um, so it doesn't quite line up the same way. So I guess it makes it a longer ride, which is a, a you know, a benefit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, it doesn't particularly matter. Uh, like you, you get like exactly if they extended this queue or not, you get to the, the lift hill um, the one raptor just kind of sliding down is same, exactly yeah. the same. Um, I mean, it's a new animatronic, you can tell. Um, yeah. All of these, all the ones we're saying they're the same are clearly, well, maybe not new, but reskinned. Because um, you get Chris they look. Then you see Chris Pratt, because yeah. he's, yeah, Chris Pratt shows up on the screen because he's in everything. And before that, you see, um, what's the, Bryce what's Dallas the, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard's character, you yeah. see her on the screen just kind of shouting at you, containment breach or whatever. And that's again where it gets kind of, I don't know. Again, it, it just feels like they had to. Obviously, it's like, you know, the original, you know, you wouldn't have seen Dr. You know, Alan Grant or, you know, Ian Malcolm in it. But nowadays, I feel like you have to. You have to just kind of shoehorn, not shoehorn because obviously they're in the movie, but it's not relying on imagination as much as just like, hey, these are the stars of the movie. They're popular. Let's just put them in there because people like to see familiar characters. Well, and it's kind of, you know. 
it's not only that it's like they're they're not really and i don't mean this as an excuse because i don't want to sound like an apologist because i'm I'm negative about things when i when i want to be but with this ride like they they and you know you're looking at it like narratively but they're clearly not really going for a cohesive narrative with this they're just doing a set piece ride you know Here's the big dinosaur from the first one. Oh, there's Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Oh, there's the raptors. There's the Indominus yeah. Rex. He escaped. Like, the layout of the ride, it, there's no way you can make it make any sense. Um, because it wasn't built for it. Jurassic World. I know. But it's know. it's it's Hollywood, and it's like, what, what do they do? They only have, like, ten square feet to work with. I would have honestly, like, because I think we'll keep the Orlando version for now, and that's the cooler area anyways. I would have, and again, they wouldn't have, but I would have rather them just gutted the whole ride, you know, because they are more or less the same. I would have rather, again, they wouldn't have because it would have cost a lot more money, but just kind of gutted everything and create a new experience from scratch within it still being, you know, the same basic, you're on a water, you know, you're in a raft, it's a water ride, you have a big drop rather than being like, oh, let's keep like 35% of this and then add this and like you said it's it's a it's less of a narrative which they could have done if they'd done it from scratch and more of a oh let's throw chris pratt here let's throw rice dallas here um uh well i mean I like I like forbidden journey which forbidden journey does have a narrative right but it also had the benefit of being built that way but forbidden journey is also just a set piece ride you know like they're on enchanted benches Let's show every big set piece from every Harry Potter movie, you know, like briefly. And that's what this ride is more or less is just, but I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being an apologist, but I just think at Universal Hollywood, like that's more acceptable because it is, they don't have much room to work with and Universal isn't stupid and they know they don't need to gut the whole place to get people excited about the ride. They can just reskin Jurassic Park, the ride. And I'm fine with it mostly because, A, we already have Jurassic Park in uh, Universal Orlando, and right. it fits better there where, I mean, they they don't have to just replace and reskin when they need a new attraction. They can actually expand, as they are doing right now. Um, and I, I, just, I just feel like, I feel like it'll be a fun experience. It probably won't be around forever because... I, I don't know. Personally, I don't see, like, the Jurassic World franchise lasting all that long, you know? like They're going to try. They're going to... I think Jurassic I, Park will, but I think this ride will get another reskin in 15 years. I think by then it will be onto a new Jurassic something, because this yeah. franchise already has... I mean, it, get, it brings in the money, but in the world of we don't want to confuse people yeah. with too many installments you have to see... But then that also brings up the problem people are having with a lot of Disney attractions where it's like, oh, this is popular now. And then they retheme it rather than going at it from a we want this to last, the, you know, stand the test of time like a, an Indiana Jones or whatever. It's more of like, OK, let's just reskin this so we could still play around with it in five or ten years if the franchise is over. And I think that's, you know. But don't you think I, in I Hollywood, it. like that's a little like like with what they're working oh, yeah, with at Universal Hollywood, that kind of makes a lot yeah, more if you're sense. Gonna, if you're going to do it in a, you know, this whole, this conversation would be much different if there wasn't an Orlando version of the ride. That's the only reason I'm like. That's the only reason like, most yeah. people aren't like angry about it. Cause it's like, well, we have Orlando and with Hollywood, it's like, 
I think they could replace just about any ride at Hollywood and people really wouldn't be that yeah. upset. Like the only one, the only ones is anything Harry Potter because why on earth would you ever touch those? Yeah. But anything else there, it's like everything at Hollywood is just not everything because people are going to yell at me if I say that. Most everything at Hollywood and I would know because that's the park I visit the most out of any park just because I'm in LA a lot. Most everything in Hollywood is just a slightly inferior version of Orlando. I mean, that's right. pretty much everything other than, uh, I, we both st- both said that, uh, Springfield is nicer in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, like, everything's just kind of a watered-down, quick-day-at-the-park version of what we have in Orlando. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of more fine with them plugging and playing down there if it makes for something fresh next time I'm in California. Yeah. Well, that and that leads to... The you know after the screens and the raptor comes down, which is you know just uh, an updated one from the original. From there on, is where I think it's the best part. Well, everyone would agree, I'm sure it's the best part of the ride. But I feel like that's where like 90% of their budget, of their time, effort, energy went into. And it makes sense because it's the finale and you want to have, you know, the best finale. But had, like, the entire ride shown that level of ingenuity and um, immersion because I I do really like that they kind of, even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that all of a sudden you're in the forest again or you're in the jungle again. Like, before it was always clear from the time you go up the lift hill till the end that you're in a factory or warehouse or whatever it's, you know, taking place. Um Narrative again, narratively it doesn't make any sense that why you climb up through this and again, if someone knows maybe there's a reason why and I'm just being an idiot and maybe there is some more logical flow for why, you know, you enter this building and you go up a lift hill and then you're back in the jungle with trees. But it, that aside, um that's like I mean, that's a really great um example of updating you know, a show scene to where there's a lot more to look at. There's more animatronics. Well, yeah, we found it. I'll just going to say like, at this point you you probably should have just watched a quick uh, POV just to know what we're talking about. But I'll just say quick, we're talking about where you see the T-Rex on the left, a Raptor on the right. And then where the T-Rex, big T-Rex reveal used to be is the Indominus Rex. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I, this, this whole, I mean that, I think that's where I'm, just was kind of over the the Hollywood Jurassic Park as it's like every time I wrote it over the past few years the T-Rex didn't work and I know yeah. you said it's it was in need of a refurb but it's like every time I got off it I was just like just do something with this I mean refurb it refresh it whatever but I mean it was it was sad the state it was in all the dinosaurs looked like it hadn't been touched the T-Rex never worked it's like if the if the if the jeep sliding down doesn't work fine but the big reveal doesn't work at all I mean shut the ride down and fix it at that point. Like, right. So, I mean, I, I would just, it's, it's, it's just kind of nice to see like this whole ride working, looking polished, all the dinosaurs, like not looking like they haven't been yeah. cleaned for 30 well, years. Like yeah. And like I said, that's the best part. Cause then you get the Dilophosaurus thing. I'm saying that right. And then you get, I assume it's blue, you know, the Raptor mm-hmm. and it's just, there's so much movement and there's things to look at. And this is just from a point of view video. I imagine it's amazing in person just from like the initial lift hill till the end is where it's like, okay, that is what I would have loved to see more of because it may not make sense narratively, but it's just really cool. And the animatronics look pretty good, especially the Raptor 
the way it comes out and there's just a lot going on and that's you know problem with the previous sections yeah i mean i i mean i'm not i really don't have i i agree like with what like i agree with what you're saying but for me a lot of it's just mostly deflated by like the fact that yeah we have the orlando version and just kind of looking at universal hollywood as like what it is and it's kind of just like a fun one day park when you're in california that is a watered down version of orlando and where i'm mostly okay like if they want to just kind of well, that's do, what a, I mean. do a not I, I mean yeah like this refresh i would agree it's kind of lazy and if they remove the one in orlando and if they decided to remove both at the same time and refresh both i would probably feel more like you um well i mean i guess i probably come across as more than i am but i am kind of because we do have the one in orlando i'm not like angry you know it's not like if they got rid of indiana jones or something it's like i'm indifferent to it i'm just talking strictly in terms of like i don't know it's hard to say because it's it's because we do have a very nearly identical version i'm not like super impassioned about it it's just like in terms of what they did that's what i mean and and i do think it's clever that they kept you know the tyrannosaurus rex from you know he still comes out of the waterfall and they kind of try to recreate like that moment from the first one with the Adonimus Rex and, um, you know, the T-Rex, because that was a big moment. So I think that's kind of cool. They didn't really have to remove the T-Rex from that part because um, I think people would have been upset if they had put the other dinosaur there. So I'm not, like, super impassioned to where I'm like, oh, I hate this ride. I think it's fine. I just, you know, in terms of talking about, like, the aspects I think could have been done better, um you know, I think the finale is definitely, you know, a very good example of, to my, to me, like the most immersive section that the most work was put into. And obviously the screen stuff, they had to put a lot into that. But I just wish everything between the screens and the very end, they just, I don't know, make it all indoors and do something. I don't know. They wouldn't have, it would have cost a million dollars, a billion dollars. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I will, I mean, this is really all that matters to me where I think this refresh made Universal Hollywood a better park. Like, next time right. I go to Universal Hollywood, I will want to go ride Jurassic Park or Jurassic World versus the last, like, two times I went, I just skipped it because I was like, right. uh, I mean, it's barely going to work. Why bother? Right. Um, versus now, like, that. I'm going to flock to it. I'll probably go on it every time I'm there. Uh, and if I want to ride the original, I just will when I'm in Orlando. I guess the only people this would kind of suck for is if, you live in LA and you hate the new movies um, versus like me. It's just like a park I visit when I'm in California. So I, I mean, I just think it makes the park have another attraction. I want to check out and ride. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess just, I, or uh, Universal Hollywood such it, a you know? weird park for me where I just, I don't really care what they do with it because it's always just going to be a mini Watertown version of Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, because really the only things, you know, they have a better Springfield. Uh, they have the the, you know, the tour, the tram uh, studio oh, tour, yeah. which is historic, even though now they're kind of removing a lot of what made it historic, uh, which I get it because they're trying to expand. They're going to expand the lower lot um, because that's where their big rides are, you know, other than Simpsons. Um, so you have Jurassic World and Transformers and The Mummy, and they're removing all those sound stages to expand that area even more well i guess you have harry potter on the upper level too but there's rumors it'll be diagon alley below or something but either way um 
I agree. Uh, yeah, and I think it's smart that they're, even though it's sad to see some of the aspects of the original studio tour being paved over, like literally, you know, they recently paved over the, uh, you know, Moses Ten Commandments section and where the, it used to be the submarine uh, portion. But they're doing that because now they have to put sound stages over there because they're expanding the lower lot. So, um, so I agree. Like, I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with them doing it as long as we have the one here. And I understand why they did it, like 100, because you're you're right. Like, next time I go, if it had any more than like a 15 minute wait, I would have been like, eh, it's probably not even gonna work. I already have it in Orlando. But now that it's this, I know I'm at least gonna write it. You know, probably every time I go, mainly for the ending. If you could have, like, if you had a choice between them just leaving the ride as is or this refresh in Hollywood, would you just have them leave it? For in Orlando? No, Hollywood. I mean, no, I I would actually prefer this because, like I said, we do have or I do have or Orlando has the original. Um, Yeah, so for Hollywood-wise, again, like, that's why I said I'm not, like, super impassioned or infuriated because... You know, we're spoiled. We have the one down here that's almost identical. I'm just talking in terms of narrative because I'm like a you know, film buff and kind of have that film student mentality. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was you know it made sense for them, and I, you know, it just makes it makes sense for the area and like what it's trying to be because just what that park is trying to be is just get you know how do we get tourists to come visit, um, and this right. is how you do it. You you reskin rides with a with a. I'm sure. I'm sure if the Mummy with Tom Cruise hadn't been the worst movie uh, ever made, um, that ride would have just got reskinned as the Mummy with Tom Cruise, um, and they wouldn't have put any thought into it because that's you don't need to at Hollywood. I, re- I really don't think you need to. I think you can just put a new coat of paint on anything there, and people will flock to it. Orlando, I think yep. you have to try more. I, I I think you really have to try more down there because it's not the same. Like there's a reason uh, the Fast and Furious ride has. I honestly think if they had like thrown that somewhere in Hollywood, nobody would care. But right. since they they surround like they just surrounded this absolute travesty of a ride with like a an actual pretty neat queue, and then you get on the ride and it's the most underwhelming thing ever. I mean, there's it's there's a reason like it's got the reputation it does. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, because similar to Disney World, um, you know. I would say, you know, universe or Universal Orlando is more of the like kind of once in a lifetime ish destination park. So um, you want to be way more careful about what you remove and replace. Although with Fast and the Furious, they didn't as much. But then again, what it replaced was kind of you know the um, disaster. Disaster, yeah. That, that was again needing something. And even Twister, I love Twister. Um, I know we're going off topic, but I loved. Twister the ride or ride it out or whatever it was called Twister ride it out um but even that I understood it was I really liked it my favorite part was going through like the house where it seemed like it had been hit by a a tornado uh because it just looked and seemed really realistic but even then I understand why they needed to update it so but you can tell that in Orlando they're much more careful I think about what they choose to replace and how they do it and um, I'm curious if Holly, do you think Hollywood would get any more, um, do you think Hollywood will get any more Harry Potter stuff? I mean, 
that's what I'm assuming they would do with the lower lot. Like, what what, yeah. what would be a better use of their space than Gringotts? But I guess, uh, let me rephrase it. Or do Diagon think, Alley. Th- do you think they'll, or what would you rather see them since you go to Hollywood more? Um, Gringotts, or not Gringotts, uh, Diagon Alley, or like some way to do Hagrid's motorbike, shall, you know? I guess I haven't ridden Hagrid's motorbike, but for me, and this is just me, the actual, I mean, I love the rides. They're like two of my favorite, ride, favorite rides ever. Like if you only, you could only have one, Gringotts and the Diagon Alley or Hagrid's motorbike and maybe they extend it and make it like a forbidden forest kind of area. Well, that makes a big difference because for what I was going to say is like for me, if I had to choose between the rides or just actually getting to go hang out like in that area of the park. I would pick just hang out in that area of the park and explore like Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley like every day. Um, so I would choose Diagon Alley a hundred times. But if it was Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure plus a new like Forbidden Forest section of the park, I'd pick that any day. I mean, the rides are great, but yeah. I think I think most people would agree what makes that park, what makes Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade is just how well they themed the actual land. Like, if Pandora right. was just uh, Flight of Passage, um, I mean, people would like Flight of Passage, but it wouldn't be, like, what it is. It'd just be a cool ride. Yeah. When I'm curious, and I don't think this will ever, or it won't happen again, I'd have to look and see when the last time this did happen. Or maybe it hasn't. That'd be a good thing to look up. Is that, is there anything that will debut at Hollywood first, and then we get... You know, in Orlando, and when I say we, it's because I live near Orlando. But if there's anything that will debut at the Hollywood Park that then gets transferred over to Orlando's version, because as of now, and this would be something I, I guess I'd have to to look up. You know, like initially, obviously, you had the Jaws tram tour attraction and Kong, um, the Kong, uh, not confrontation, but. Uh, King Kong Encounter, like those got transferred to the Orlando parks. But now it's the opposite because the Orlando is like the destination one. So I'm curious if every it'll be like this from now on where it comes in, you know, it starts in Orlando and then it moves to Hollywood. Or like what you're saying, if the only things that will appear first in Hollywood are like reskins or updates or, you know, things like Jurassic World, and then they get transferred over to, to Orlando or if we'll see any brand new experiences, like if the lower lot has some brand, you know, they do the Ministry of Magic or something, and then that eventually comes to Orlando. You know what I mean? Like whether we'll ever see that. I doubt. Happen. I doubt they. Uh, yeah, I, I. I really doubt they would go ahead and like build a new attraction from the ground up in Hollywood first. That just seems because they're so limited with space and like every attraction yeah. is precious. I think, like, yeah, the only thing we're going to see in Hollywood first, or just stuff that never comes to Orlando, is stuff like the like the DreamWorks Theater, or, uh, yeah, like Jurassic World. Because it just does, it doesn't really make sense, where they have absolutely no space. It's more of a risk to demolish one of their precious few attractions versus Orlando, where you can just add on. That's the only... That, I mean, that's what more grinds my gears, is, like, when a good attraction gets removed... Like, a good, still popular attraction gets removed in the Florida parks where they have space where they could just build something new. Like, right. versus, I mean, Hollywood is a, Hollywood is, like, way more so than Disneyland. Like, they have, like, ten rides, like, ten actual real rides. I mean, 
What's in Hollywood? Minion Mayhem, The Simpsons, Harry, the, the Harry Potter, Flight of the Hippogriff. I mean, I, I'm not even. I'm not going to count like the kitty rides, like the Flight of the Hippogriff and stuff. I mean, yeah, The Mummy, Harry Potter, Simpsons ride, Minion Mayhem, Jurassic Park, Transformers, yeah. Transformers. That's six rides. Is that? I think that's it. Is there? It, well, because the appeal was always more, I mean, going back to the history, and we'll, we'll wrap this up soon, but, you know, Hollywood, Universal Hollywood, was from the very beginning, the whole emphasis was on the studio tour. Like, that was the appeal. And then they just started adding attractions to the tour and then adding things to the above lot and then the lower lot. So it began, and that's still, I guess, its main draw. Um, I feel like less so now because I... I I, again, you mean the wrong, but I, yeah, but I feel like they don't even film no. quite as much there as they used to, to where you could, like, I remember when I was, I don't remember how old I was, but it ended up being that there, we were traveling through the sets of, um, a minority report and then they had Pirates of the Caribbean four. And so there was a lot more to look at that was current, but I feel like that's not as much of the case now because a lot's being done just on green screens. Yeah, um, no. Um, I, I, I mean, I will, I will just say this: just when you're doing, when you're driving through LA, you don't see billboards that are like, "Come experience the tram tour and see all your favorite stars." You see, and it used to be. You see the yeah. Wizarding World of Harry Potter on a big billboard with Daniel Radcliffe's yep. face. Yeah, that's not the draw at all anymore. I think the reason they even keep it is because, like you said, that was it's historic. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's historic and since it really is the only park that has any, like, or only part of that park that has any, like, historic sing- significance, if they, they did get rid of it, people would be... I mean, they still... I'm just saying, like, in terms of the draw, I feel like it's a little... Because they do occasionally still use the, you know... Well, a lot they do film, but I think I think as far as big productions, most of them nowadays are inside sound stages yeah. where they're closed off. You see the um, same thing every time. And, I mean, every time you're like, okay... You guys got to shut up for 30 seconds because they're recording the voice. I mean, who cares? You don't see anything. I mean, I've I've never seen anything ever. Well, like, that's another um, thing that I find interesting is that, you know, most of the tram tour or the studio tour highlights are, look at it, like, um, when you go through War of the Worlds, or let me start, when you go through Whoville, which was an actual set that they actually built and actually filmed on. So that's right. Cool. I, I have a soft spot for that movie, even though it uh, is the worst color corrected movie I've ever seen. Um, uh, and then you go through the Bates motel set, even though I know it's not the original one and they had to build on top of it. And you go by the Bates motel, which is partly, you know, they had to again, built on top of it and repainted it and took away parts of it. But you know, the, I think the front is mostly the same as what it was. Um, there are just sections that are very historic in terms of historic movie filming locations. War of the Worlds, so I was saving that for last. Um, you go through that. That was a real set that they actually built, and it was amazing. It's an incredible set. And even behind that, I touched on it in one of my episodes. I forget which one, but behind the War of the Worlds set is the Jurassic Park three set. I think it's two and slash or three, but it's literally just rotting away. It's still there. You can see it from Google Images. So if anyone w- wants to see a little piece of it, if you look at War of the Worlds, 
like right behind it, you can still you can still see pieces of Jurassic Park the set when they built that there because that used to be one of the huge draws was like oh this is the set from the upcoming movie Jurassic Park two or three I forget which one but my point is that you don't really get that anymore like when was the last major set that was built on the tram tour that was a tourist attraction it's got to be War of the Worlds right that's got to be the most recent one um yeah I mean yeah you see the I I will say that makes me like sick every time we drive through is when you drive by all those vehicles from like back to the future part two and they're just rotting it's like man i mean you could have them sitting out to sea but like if if either through glass or with an actual like decent like outdoor garage that they could come and like pull the door down there's a bunch of historic movie uh movie vehicles that are rotting literally rotting away oh that i mean that makes me like sick every time we drive but even that but that's a good point because that's what I feel like Hollywood's trying, there's a whole other tangent, but Hollywood's almost trying so hard to become Orlando that, and again, I understand why, but that's kind of sad. That actually be a fun episode on its own, talking about how, you know, the tram tour was such, it was the highlight of going there and seeing Whoville and Bates Motel and driving through War of the Worlds and going through, I think they have parts from Jurassic Park now. There's a section um, although they have Tokyo Drift, but again, that's not really used in the movie. That's just something they set up wait, later. Have... Wait, what? Or Fast and the Furious, they have this like show where the it's like showing how the stunts work, even though it's not actually how they do stunt work with cars, where you go in the circle and the cars explode and dance, and it's really bizarre. Um, I mean, they do have. I mean, the one thing I guess they added to the tram tour is like that whole. Have you ridden it recently? Not in the last three years. They added, like, this stupid, like, Dom Toretto subplot where, like, from Fast hmm. and Furious where you're driving through. That that was laughable on the last tour um, because you, they, they, they the first time, I guess it was kind of cool, but you're coming up, like, that hill where you can, like, take a left to, like... Yeah. That was, that's been closed off, like, the last three times I've ridden it. But you can take a left to, like, go down to, like, where they filmed all those... Like, it's just, like, the suburbia neighborhood... You know, mm. you know, like oh, yeah, it's yeah, a suburban, yeah. but it's been closed off like the last three times. Uh, but anyways, right when you take a, you usually take a left, you take a right to go up that hill. Um, it's like you see Dom Toretto's car um, and the, you know, your host or whatever will be like, oh, it's Dom Toretto. He's on the loose. Yeah. And you have like a few different sightings. But the last time I wrote it, because the whole pl- subplot is like, oh, that car wasn't here last time I came through. You know, Dom Toretto must have showed up. Be on the lookout. Uh, and then, oh yeah, because then later that oh that, that's right. Later in the tram tour, you go through like the Fast and Furious garage. It's not an actual set, but it's just you go into one of the sound stages, and it's like mm. the Fast and Furious garage. But that's that's how they like set up the subplot. It's like oh Dom Toretto must have just showed up, and they literally make a point like, oh that car wasn't here last time I came through, but the last time we went, the last time I wrote it, the car was just like filthy. Like there was a tree branch on top of it. It had like weeks and weeks and weeks of dirt on it. And it's like, couldn't you at least, like, clean it off since you're trying to say he just parked it there? It's like, it looks like it's been sitting there for two months. And I don't know. I, that's kind of That kind of stuff does annoy me, where it's like, is I mean, you know how much people are paying to go to that park and you can't, like, yeah. clean off the damn car? That, that, that really annoyed me. But they did add that, I guess. I forgot about that. Well, yeah, because yeah, then you go that... into the garage and then it's the little what supercharged turn out to be. Yeah. I uh, guess that's, yeah. I feel like Hollywood's going to just continue to be more tacked on things like that. 
because I don't, I mean, that's just kind of the sad thing where it's like, um, I don't know when they're going to do an, or if they're going to build another massive set on the back lot that you could actually drive through, you know, like war of the worlds or whoville. I think that kind of time period's over sadly, because one, it's impractical because you have the weather and you, you have tourists and also it's a lot of, look at, I think Lion King, not that we're going to talk about Lion King, but um, I guess I'll end it with this. I think Lion King is going to kind of set the stage um, literally for showing Jungle Book did it the same thing. But I think Lion King even more so is going to really set the stage for showing like we don't need we're at the point in technology where we don't need to build a Whoville. You only need to build parts of it and the rest is CGI, you know, because it's just impractical in terms of, you know, as a studio when you can just do everything digitally. And so I think Lion King is going to kind of set the stage, just kind of like how Marvel set the stage for de-aging. And now you're seeing like, there's like two movies coming out this year with like a, like a de-aged Will Smith and like a de-aged Robert De Niro. The Irishman. And a de-aged Al Pacino. And so just like that, Marvel's kind of set the stage for like, hey, we're going to see all these movies with de-aged actors. Remember, remember this? Remember them? Remember how they used to be? We're going to see less and less movies have, like, physical sets, which for the studio tour, that's going to be less of an appeal, you know? To, well, like, also, oh, it's There's like, the stage they filmed Marvel's movies in. We can't go inside. But you know? also, you got to think, like, I mean, that's, I mean, what you were talking about is a completely different thing where you're just saying in general they don't need to build physical sets. But just speak, specifically talking about the tram tour, when you consider how limited space Hollywood has to begin with... Is build. I mean, is do they really want to just plop down a set that's just got to sit there no, forever? Yeah. Um, and that's why. What I mean. I'll say is like, and this, can't they at least like keep up the sets that are there a little bit? Like, I mean, you don't have to like spend millions of dollars keeping them up, but considering it's like one of the main attractions, like you drive through Whoville and it's it's sad. Like, yeah, it yeah. makes Toontown look like it was just built yesterday. Like, there's no color left. I mean, how much right. would it cost to just repaint it? I mean, it, it would not be that much uh, for Universal Hollywood standards to just repaint it and not make it look like it's completely crumbling away. Well, I think they're trying to go for the whole, you know, this is how it was. You know, like it's almost like a like a museum piece. You know, if you see clothing from a movie, they're going to leave the wrinkles and the fading and all that stuff. They're not, But you that's know, not they... how it was. It wasn't sun bleached when they were using it. Like, I think there's a difference between, like, getting, like, getting, like, a prop and preserving it as you found it and something that's continually deteriorating out in the sun and is only yeah. going to get worse. Like... Well, I could see them just bulldozing yeah, it yeah. anyway because the movie sad. is not aged well. Again, I have a soft spot for it. Me and my girlfriend watch it every year. Uh, I want I want to do a I don't know if it'd be an episode or something on just how just by color correcting the movie differently it could have been just way better because there's it just it's so grim and drab and there's no colors and it's just bleak and just by doing some color correction it changes like the whole perception of the movie but anyways um I don't know I could see them just I don't know I this would be totally blasphemous i guess and i doubt it would happen but i i'll put it this way i would not be surprised if five ten years down the road they're like you know what we're done with the studio tour we're not building sets down there anymore 
we're just going to make it like an like an LA version of Orlando where it's just theme park stuff. I don't want to see that. I don't know if they would because people would be. I mean, Steven Spielberg would probably threaten to, you know, burn the place down. But I don't know. I I wonder if like five, ten, twenty, or thirty years down the road, if they'll just be like, you know what, let's just make this like a a theme park and not have the tram tour aspect rather than keep trying to add things i could see it to, you yeah know. i mean think how much space valuable space those uh permanent sets are already taking up like yeah get rid of those have a section of the park down there maybe maybe just make the tram tour literally going through the lot going into a few different sound stages and that's all um because or just a way to get to you know maybe they'll do it like um the Hogwarts uh, Express. walking dead Oh. Well, like the well, like for Halloween Horror Nights, which I will say hands down, in my opinion, Halloween Horror Nights at Hollywood is way better than uh, Orlando. Oh, is like, it? But in my personal opinion, yeah. Like I've never done it, so I don't know. Um, I won't go into it, but there's just, there's just a lot because they implement the back lot into it, and you walk through Whoville, and you walk through uh, the Bates Motel, and you walk through War of the Worlds, and normally you can't do that. You get to walk by the sound stages. And in the streets, and you don't get to do that normally. So it's like a really cool experience. But my point is that they use the tram tour as just transportation. And so I could almost see that happening where they leave the tour parts just to get to that part of the park, you know? Kind of like Hogwarts, I guess. Um, I don't want to see it happen because I'd be really sad to see so much. Because, you know, films and movies are my big passion. It'd be sad to see that much. film history go away what i'm saying 5 10 20 30 years down the line i just with the direction they're going i could see them just saying like you know we're gonna make this just a full-on theme park with sound stages that you don't get to see because obviously they have to continue filming in hollywood but i mean i could see it too they're already weeding out you know as time goes on the people that would be ultra passionate about it are kind of getting weeded out if that yep it's just the truth because the state the state that the tram tour is in right now, it's not really, like you said, like the premier attraction. So the people my age-ish, for the most part, aren't going to get up in arms when they decide to get rid of it. If they decide to get rid of yeah. it, I'm going to say when, because I do think it will go away at some point. Because it's not like before it was like, get a chance to see and drive through the set of this summer's blockbuster, or last summer's blockbuster, War of the Worlds. And you're just not going to get that anymore, whether it was Jurassic Park or Whoville or whatever. I just I just cannot imagine the next time they'll do it because I think overall it's impractical. And now that we've seen something like The Lion King and Jungle Book where you are in the Marvel, half the Marvel movies or half the stuff in the Marvel movies where, you know, it's cheaper and easier. And I, I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, obviously you don't want to be the old man who's just like, oh, no, you know, change is awful. But I could see them just being like, hey, let's just do all this stuff in sound stages. We'll save a ton of money and we can expand the park get more tourists compete with disneyland you know that kind of thing well i'll, I'll say i'll say this i last time i was in hollywood i was with a group of five other people all around my age um or a little bit older and we went on the tram tour and all of them thought it was extremely boring and we got yeah, off it and they were all that. giving me crap for making them go on it because i was saying it was the best part <laughs> of like, hollywood do you know how much history you know how much history like both in filmmaking and movies and everything that that thing has like but i, I could see how a lot of younger people probably wouldn't appreciate it. Well, the point is, though, you know, we get off Transformers and all of them loved it. Yeah. Like, that's what people, not everyone, 
but the type of people that are going to Hollywood for a fun day at the park, that's what they yeah. want. You know, like I think yeah. I really do think there's more of a place for like the slow, you know, carousel of progress, like more like relaxed rides in a park, in a, a resort like, you know, Orlando, uh, Disney World or Universal Orlando. Like those Hollywood, you know, Disneyland's a little different because it was the first park. Yeah. But, you know, I think California Adventure 2 is just going to more and more cater towards that that aspect, what people want. Just, you know, fun yeah. rides, nothing, you know, I don't know. Most people don't go to parks, and it's just the truth. The people listening to this podcast are the exception, which is something you should consider if listening. You guys are the exception. You guys are the ones that really are interested in the hero, or the history. But most people going to parks are going to parks to ride the rides have a fun time yeah. they're not going for a history lesson um yeah because it used to be like again we can wrap it up but it used to be like the tram tour was the highlight you know get to see behind the scenes of your favorite movies see the stars go by the monster's house the jaws set you know whatever um even though they didn't film jaws there but there were you know props and mm-hmm. vehicles from jaws and then it became the tram tour but now we have this new king kong experience and then we have this new you know um 10 commandments and and whatever and then it's just gone and built over the years to where now that is it's not like do the tram tour and experience it's like well yeah it's you know because i mean, i feel like this is something a lot of people probably don't even know period is because when they first started doing like the tram tour it wasn't a park at all it was just the tram tour you come right. you get to take the tram tour and then they kind of slowly built a park around that to the point where now, yeah, like you said, it's not come see the tram tour or come see the tram tour in these couple little experience we built. It's a park. The tram tour is still there. Yeah. And if anyone is interested, because I know sometimes people listen who haven't like seen every episode, I did do a history of the tram tour attractions and how they evolved and how the tram tour evolved from like the very beginning Um to like you know when they got jaws and king kong and all that stuff and you know i found it fascinating because i didn't realize how much tram tour history there was and how many random attractions they had that they no longer do um so if anyone's interested uh i recommend check i think it's called like the abandoned tram tour attractions of universal hollywood or something um well mark shameless plug yeah, had to. But I think with all that being said, that's uh, without diving into even more tangents about Hollywood. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't hate Jurassic World. I'm judging everything from a POV. I am just glad we have our version, and I just wish I, they'd done more with what they did with the finale with the rest of the attraction and had a little bit more life in between the Mosasaurus and the finale. Yeah, I uh, I would agree. Um when on we talked about Jurassic World a little longer than I had thought. Just I, I don't think I realized how much I had to say about it. Um, but uh, feel free to tweet at us any of your thoughts or you know anything we might have got wrong. Mark's Twitter is at yester underscore world. Uh, I am at yester underscore world underscore q. Um, and then you know something we've been wanting to start to do is at the end of each uh, podcast we are going to read a review um, that you guys left on iTunes. Um, and this newest one is from RF Go Hawks 5, 
uh, who said, This podcast is a great compliment to the video series. I like listening to the research Mark and Quinn put into their videos. They have nice perspectives, with one being a local and the other a frequent visitor. Uh, so thank you to RFGoHawks5 for that review. Uh, and if you guys do enjoy the podcast, uh, we do appreciate, um, you know, if you leave a rating, if you like it. Uh, and uh, if you leave an actual, like, written review, uh, we'll try to read it on the show. We're getting close to 100 ratings, which is kind of our short-term goal. Uh, and then we'll move from there. Uh, we've, like, doubled our ratings just in the past, like, couple months. So we appreciate you guys leaving reviews. Mark? Yep. And look forward to uh, more deep dives on uh, if you're listening to this between now and the Sunday it's released. I'm finishing up an episode about the downfall of uh, Toontown, where I'll be exploring both Magic Kingdom's Toontown incarnations ahead with Mickey's Birthday Land and then Toontown Fair and um, Starland and then also everything that's kind of gone downhill about the Toontown in uh, California, Disneyland, because there's a lot that does not work or is just not even there anymore. So look forward to that if you're watching this before the episode uh, goes up. And if it's after, I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, So I'll be finishing that up. But I think... With all that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next time on Yesterworld. Were we under an hour?